Matt Mosley Show. Heading right into a Wednesday evening. Metroplex in the grips of a uh, the upcoming winter storm. Central Texas, hoping it kind of escapes the brunt of it. Folks not knowing what to do tonight. I would, uh, I would point the car right out to the Ferrell Center. Go out there, be a part of gold out. And then head on home. You don't need to stick around too long after the game. Get on out of there. Get home. I think you're going to be okay. But uh, I hate that because I think the gold out was going to be a big, big crowd. I hope the weather doesn't impact that too much. Joined now by Rivals, uh, recruiting expert and uh, a guy, a man for all seasons, Kevin Longquist. Kevin, first of all, the new name of the Washington football team, the Washington Commanders, does that do anything for you? I know you're a kind of a, a longtime Vikings fan. Does uh, does the, the Commanders? I mean, nobody was going to love anything they came up with. Okay, no, Let's just put that out there. But is this yeah. the lesser of the evils, or what do you think? I mean, I guess it's probably their safest choice to make that uh, with the Commanders, and it'll probably take some getting used to by everybody. Uh, my first reaction was kind of like, nah, but. You know, it, it'll be fine. It, it's just, uh, remember uh, when the Dallas uh, Texans, before they moved to Kansas City, they were called the Dallas Texans, and everyone was going, really, that's original. And so that's way back in the day, Matt, even before you and I showed up. Um, but, you know, it, it's it's going to just, with anything, it's going to be uh, the same thing. It's going to take some getting used to. It's the same thing with the, the Cleveland Indians, who are changing their name. And so um, just the times that we're living in, and uh, once everyone gets through the uh, shock of this, then they'll just kind of settle in and get used to it. Remind me what the Indians are going to become. Oh, God, you would ask me that, and I had to throw myself into that. Oh, gosh. Um, well, you know, it, it's uh, – <laughs> I, I know they, cha- I know they changed their uh, – I, I know they, they, uh, they, they're, staying at the t- they're staying with the – I think with the Indians for one more year, if I correct, oh, okay. if memory, if memory uh, serves on this, um, I like I like how when you decide a name is like inappropriate or racist, oh, they're calling it, it the guard. They're calling them the Guardians, is what they're. That's calling it, them. the Cleveland Guardians. But I, I I love the process where they they wait a year. It's like okay, we're going to change because this is inappropriate or racist or whatever. But we're going to wait until right. we change. Let's give them some time. Um, I, I, there's a lot of suggestions for Washington, <clears throat> which not we can't all mention those. And now we've got a huge lawsuit in the NFL. But let's leave that for another day because uh, it, it involves the greatest coach in the history of uh, the NFL not understanding how to use his phone. And that, that could be the uh, smoking gun, so to speak, that could blow up the entire league and its hiring practices. <laughs> and don't act like Kevin – that you and I have not at some point meant to send something to somebody. We've all had it happen. We meant to send a text oh. to somebody, and it ends up going to some, and it and it blows up on us. It's happened to pretty much all of us. Yeah, all I right? did that last week. And so, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, Kevin, National Signing Day. Happy National Signing Day to you. It, it feels different than it used to yeah. this time of day, uh, this time of year, because um, of the early signing period. But right off the top, before we get into some of the Baylor stuff, 
I, I wanted to hear, first of all, your rankings for Baylor, but I also wanted to congratulate you. Your alma mater, SMU, lands. Uh, he was up against Miami, but, of course, the offense coordinator from Miami ends up at SMU, Rhett Lashley. And so mm-hmm. Russell Maryland, the famous Dallas Cowboys player, University of Miami player, his son is a tight end from South Lake Carroll, and he ends up a four-star tight end, ends up signing with SMU, and I believe this will be their highest-ranked recruit of the 2022 class. Does that sound right? Yeah, that's right. And I think from what I know of that class, and, of course, I don't keep up with them to a great extent, but I think from – if you think about it, I think there was going to be a pretty small class there. And, you know, when Rhett Lashley came on board November 30th, I think it was, or December 1st, that he obviously had some work to do to try and get some other kids on board. And I think uh, from what it sounded like, they signed about four or five more kids today. They got a kicker out of Georgia, uh, a couple of local defensive backs, that sort of thing. And, you know, the other thing is they went into the portal and they got to former Texas wide receiver Josh Moore, who we all remember seeing him at McLean Stadium when he scored the first touchdown of the game when uh, the Longhorns came to play the Bears uh, at McLean uh, last October. Yeah, I recall that, and then the Bears uh, the Bears got on the right end of that. I think that was a, a, another of the many games this year where Texas actually had a, a decent-sized uh, lead at one point, even in the second half, and then the Bears took well, care of them, just like well, OU took care of them. Now, uh, Kevin, I, I think everybody, we, all our Baylor folks are uh, listening and eager to hear what uh, what rivals, you know, y'all in 24-7, uh, now we have some other new stuff on three or whoever they are has come out of the out of the woodworks. Right. But where do you uh, where do y'all have this Bears 2022 recruiting class? Uh, and did did Baylor did any of these preferred walk ons or anybody kind of the last minute do any you know did that uh, catch your eye at all? Well, you know the the, prefer, the preferred walk ons Matt are going to be what you would look at is guys that will obviously strengthen your program because you're going to get quality reps against guys that are going to be on the scout team uh, for the opposition week in and week out. And so there's going to be some, a measure of uh, performance that they're going to have to live up to in order to be, you know, to help, you know, the strength of a good college football program is what it's walk on program is capable of. But, you know, Baylor didn't sign anyone today. Uh, every, you know, the, the last addition to the 2022 class, from a recruiting standpoint, was Alfonso Allen, the four-star defensive back out of Miami Central, who signed about 10, 12 days ago, and then he uh, arrived on campus a few days afterwards. And that was a nice pick. That was a kid that was uh, formerly committed to Arizona State before he reopened in August. Great safety, uh, great physical tools, and again, <clears throat> early arrival. And so, and Baylor's class right now, Matt, and of course, it's going to take a little time for everything to settle out. Uh, but, you know, they're in the high 20s right now. Last I looked, and that was about an hour ago, they're about 28, and they, they've they done a great job with this class. And the other thing to look at, too, is how well they're doing with the 2023 class. I mean, they got two commitments in the last three days, four days, rather. Uh, Christian Bra- For the 2023 class, they got Christian Brathwaite, linebacker out of Cy Ranch, great physical tools there. And then uh, today uh, they got Micah Gafford, uh, the uh, Gifford rather, the uh, wide receiver from Pflugerville Weiss, big target, 6'3", 185, averaged 20 yards a catch during his junior year. 
And, you know, he made a great connection with the new wide receiver coach, Dallas Baker, what for junior day past this past Sunday. And uh, that's going to be a, a great addition. This is a good looking 2023 class that Dave Aranda's got. And remember, they've got nine commitments so far. So they're, if you want to look at a class of 25, they're one third of the way there. Okay. Um, that's, uh, that's, that's interesting. The one third of the way there in that class I've heard is uh, currently, if you believe in some of these rankings, is doing pretty well. Tell me a little bit more about that quarterback who showed up the other day at the junior day, uh, Novasad, uh, the 2023 quarterback. Got some great measurables. Seems to have a big arm. Um, can you can you shed a little more light on on what you think of him? And that really seems to be uh, a major. You know, that was a priority for the Bears uh, is to get a to get a big-time quarterback in that particular class. Sure. And, of course, for those who don't know, uh, Austin Ovis had uh, committed uh, – from he's from Dripping Springs, and he committed to Baylor basically the day after uh, the Bears signing day back in December. A big, tall kid, about 6'3". He's pretty thin, about uh, 180, 185. But he's got a cannon of an arm, can make all the throws. Uh, what I like about him is that he can make those back-shoulder throws that are really tough to make. And, you know, and he's become what you would hope for every quarterback that comes to a recruiting class, kind of like the ringmaster um, of all the recruits who kind of gets everyone in line. I mean, because, look, the team is going to revolve around your quarterback, and that's kind of the way it was, uh, of course, with uh, Gary Bohannon in the 2012 or 20, uh, 2021 season. And I, I, that's important for that to happen. And remember, this 2022 class does not have a quarterback because Zach Pyron decommitted and went to Georgia Tech. But it was important for Baylor to get their quarterback early, and it's fortunate for them that it worked out that Novasad was going to come this fast. And the one thing about him is that he developed a really good relationship with Sean Bell. And the way Sean has you know, developed and worked with these guys over the last – year plus since he was moved over to coaching the quarterbacks you can just tell that quarterback recruits and i'll even go to zach pyron on this is relatable can develop that uh i've been in your shoes this is how you need to deal with this that this sort of thing and i think that makes it a lot easier for these guys when they're talking ball with the with baylor's coaches and and, and especially with sean and i think that's where austin comes into play here because the fact that he's got a lot of tools He's thrown for a ton of yards in his first two years, and I think what Baylor fans should be excited about is that he's got great leadership qualities too. Uh, I kind of put him on that line with, like, with Bryce Petty. Interesting. Um, yeah, Petty, from a measurable standpoint, and then uh, Petty, as you'll recall, was actually initially a Tennessee uh, commit, and then uh, ends up with the uh, the Bears after a coaching change that took place there, uh, and the rest is history. Um, our people love to look down the road, and uh, talking to Kevin Longquist from Rivals, and uh, talking about the 2022 class, we were just touching on the 2023 class. Let me ask you one more recruiting question while I'm thinking about it. 2024 quarterback is um, a, a legacy who they've been pursuing and uh, I remember watching his dad. Th this is uh, Lagway, is this youngster's yeah. name? Um, right. He's got he's you know he's got huge measurables. 
He's got all the tools, as you would say. Uh, certainly not a, a finished product. Catch us up to date on him a little bit. Is he someone that's getting starting to get more and more attention around the country? I would have to think because of the legacy thing, Baylor was early to that party. Yeah, they were. They were one of the first to offer him last summer during the camp season in June. Uh, but, yes, uh, Matt, he's blown up uh, with a ton of offers all over the place. I, I know Alabama was one of his most recent offers. And so I, I think, you know, he's the guy that I can't see him committing. You know, and, again, he's got two years in front of him. So, you know, nothing's going to happen with him immediately. I, I wouldn't foresee that. But I don't – I wouldn't foresee him committing – until probably, you know, maybe a year from now, once the 2023 uh, recruiting cycle has kind of come and gone and, and everyone is signed, uh, you know, he could do something like what, what Novasad did, commit right after signing day with whoever it is that he's narrowed down to. But, I mean, you know, Baylor's got off to a good start with him. But, I mean, he, it's a question with him is does he want to follow the legacy there and do that? Or does he want to take his talents elsewhere? I mean, we, look, you brought up at the beginning of our discussion, Matt, with uh, Maryland's kid uh, signing with SMU, and he said he wanted to start his own legacy because his dad was a great player at Miami. Just don't know what uh, what Lagway's going to do on this. It's a question that people have asked him, and you know he's kind of done a pretty good job of handling that question, you know, for his age. But it, it's something that's going to develop over time. But He's got a lot of attention, and it's just something that he's going to have to navigate his way through once he gets to maybe narrowing down to finalists and then eventually making his decision. All right, and those were some rough Baylor teams back then that Derek Lagway played on. Uh, that was not long after I graduated from Baylor, and um, I was just looking that up. Uh, so, yeah, right after I graduated, he showed up on the scene in 1997, and um, – and was as a good running back on some really rough uh, uh, Baylor teams from about '97 to 2001, and then his son is a quarterback. And I wanted to tell you, uh, uh, talking to uh, rivals uh, Kevin Longquist, Kevin is associated with the Alito Broadcast. Okay, Alito Bearcats are an unbelievable high school team, and uh, they uh, were denied the state title this year because of uh, a great run. A great game by South Oak Cliff. South Oak Cliff goes on to win the state title, which I think was shocking to a lot of people. But I wanted to point uh, point you out, uh, Kevin, that uh, the guy I brought you, uh, you know, that I've been kind of uh, pumping up over the last year or so, got an offer from Nebraska. And, of course, I'm talking yeah. about Hoss Haney, who's come to the Baylor stuff, came to one of the Baylor camps. I think Sean Bell thinks a lot of him. He would be a 2024 quarterback, but they just weren't real. The size scared them a little bit because he's now just arriving at six foot. But my goodness, Kevin, the the way this kid can throw the football, uh, and I think in the future he'll take over as the Alito Bearcat quarterback. Well, I think he'll be in the competition for that job uh, this coming year, uh, just because the way the how the roster is breaking down for the Bearcats. And, you know, there were a couple of times during the uh, 2021 season where the Bearcats used him as a quarterback. In fact, his first high school varsity pass with a lead, it threw a touchdown pass. Uh, and it was a great looking ball too, in the back left corner of the end zone. And, but, you know, there were times too where Haas uh, was a little overwhelmed by it. But, you know, they kind of spoon fed him the way, 
and pick their spots and when they wanted to use them. But of course, with this off season being what it is and with spring football getting started for them, probably in May after the baseball season uh, calms down, you know, that's where you'll start to see his development. And then he'll go through the summer camp tours and all that summer develop seven on seven stuff. Uh, he's got the tools. If he can get, you know, obviously you can't teach size, but if he has a little bit of a growth spurt and, and as you uh, and I know, Matt, uh, and if, for those who don't know, both of his parents were great athletes at TCU. But if he gets to a point where you know, he, he hits that growth spurt, there's a lot of things that could happen with that offense under him. Yeah, well, Baylor was holding off on offering him um, because of the size. I'd like to remind Sean Bell, I don't remember Sean Bell being much over six foot. <laughs> Sean. Sean's probably out there listening right now. I'm just kidding. Nice. Sean was, nice. Sean was a heck of a quarterback, uh, but he stood probably about six feet tall is what I would I would say. And his brother Brian, by the now, uh, by the way, now on the Baylor staff, who was a, a great quarterback at uh, Sam Houston State, Brian Bell, Sean Bell. The Bells were just taking over uh, the Baylor staff. All right, um, Kevin, I wanted uh, one quick uh, – looking at time here. Aaron will tell me if I need to go, but – uh, a quick uh, uh, report, a field report from your trip to Tuscaloosa to see the Bears. I also know you have a loved one in the area, but you went to see the uh, Bears versus the Crimson Tide. Uh, that seemed like a really good crowd there at Alabama. Oh, yeah. Bears lose that game. What was the? Uh, what is that venue like? By the way, is it? Does it hold like what fourteen, fifteen thousand? Uh, and 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 was it? Uh, it, it seemed like they were they were kind of making some noise in that particular ball game. Yeah, I mean, if Coleman Coliseum holds about fifteen thousand, and it kind of has an old school field house to it. I mean, the seats are tight. It holds the noise really well. And you know, Alabama's really talented, Matt. Uh, it's you know they just got popped by Auburn yesterday uh, in Auburn, but they're a team that's uh, you know that can beat anybody at any given time. And I think, the you know, they had a white out there uh, for teachers. They rarely do something like that, from what I understand. But because, you know, you have the defending national champions ranked number four at the time coming into your building, it's going to get people jacked up for that. And right from the opening tip, it, there was great energy in the building. In fact, uh, where I was sitting at Press Row, I'm sitting on a corner where or at the edge of the aisle where when people would stand up when the Bears had the ball in front of their bench in the second half, I had to stand up and kind of move into the aisle so I could find a gap so I could actually see the play. And then when it came back the other way, then I could sit down. That's But that's how into it they were. You know, it's a, it's a great learning lesson. Obviously, you know, Baylor was without uh, L.J. Cryer in the game, for the game. They didn't have him, of course, against West Virginia. But I think it's you know, it's one of those things where – uh, they were just ready for this, and they wanted to have this. Plus the fact Alabama was coming off a really bad loss against Georgia, you know, last in the SEC, and I think they felt like they needed some redemption there. Um, but, you know, to Baylor's credit, look what they did against West Virginia. They left really flat in the first 20 minutes uh, against the Mountaineers, and then they got it together in the second half. And, of course, Matthew Mayer goes on that big tear in the final three and a half minutes uh, to pull them through. And, of course, now we got the big matchup uh, in Lawrence Saturday afternoon. All right, Matthew Meyer is his name, Kevin. Okay. All right, all right, all right. Just had to had to get on to you there. Hey, uh, Kevin, all great right. information today, and I love the uh, I love you being in Alabama and imagining you in that crowd. And I hope was your, was your uh, I was on I'm press sure, row, but at the okay. Uh, 
but uh, you know, uh, I did get, I did catch a little bit from the uh, from the daughter on that. So <laughs> I, bet, I bet she was up there with her white in that white out, just giving giving the Bears all kinds of heck. Really wish you would have spent all those uh, well earned uh, dollars on sending one of your your beautiful daughters to the the, the Baylor campus. But uh, I understand they wanted to go the SEC. Kevin, thank you very much. Always fun. Always a pleasure, Matt. You take care. All right, there he goes. Kevin Longquist from Rivals.